Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go. Of every Tuesday, Thursday show. It's a blue button. What's up, my children? Darn glad to have you. Darn glad to have you today. We're talking a little news. Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, little little Chris Godwin action. Not a whole bunch going on today, but we're going to do fantasy mock drafting right after the intro here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. running back you're watching the fantasy football show yo yo welcome to the show i appreciate everybody being here i'm sorry about the music level last time everybody was dming me like crazy like smitty the music was so loud i i had it really high tell me we gotta have music i'm sorry we have to but tell me if, if that volume's okay Oh, I hit my elbow. A funny bone. Oh, I hit it so hard. What's up, Antong? What's up, Wonk? What's up, Badge? Ah! Hey, that's Bruce's mom. I just want everybody to know the It's Baked In boys yelling in the background. That is Bruce... Robeson's mom and she is a big part of the show already so appreciate you oh man uh Vad says only the horn needs to be that loud okay but is the music at a good level right here I just want to know if that's too loud Smitty and Brady playing through injuries that's right I don't know what Brady how bad that really was that reported reports sound like it was pretty bad but What's up, Antong? Funny bone. Don't go to IR. It, man, it does make you smile a little bit, but it, it's not all that funny. It just makes you grimace. Oh. Uh, Tariq, what's going on? Tariq in the house. Terry Roberts in the house. I appreciate all you being here. Let's talk about this news. Um, we'll start off with Tom Brady since we're, we're talking about it. Tom Brady. Thomas Brady. Thomas Brady. I'll drop it in a little, but I'm an old grumpy man. I'll drop it. I'd drop it a little. Oh, the music. Okay. They good? They good? Nice little humming. Humming in the background. Anton always working hard. Probably not mock drafting today. Another thing I could, I could may or may not end the show early. Alexa, show me the front door. Uh, the, 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 uh, washer the, the the washer and dryer the washer broke so i had to do uh, an emergency best buy order they're coming to replace it they could only come um they could only come between the show the hours of the show and six o'clock tonight so my time it's actually two o'clock i know eastern time it's five uh what is it four, five o'clock right now uh so they could only come between five and and eight or five and nine eastern so 
they may show up and I might have to roll and do that. I was going to do that live, but <laughs> I don't want to get the dude's permission. It would be funny though, but I have to get the washer installed and I got to be there for it. So I could jump a little early and I apologize if I do. Uh, report here, Tom Brady played through a partially torn left MCL for the, enti- uh, the entire the entire season in 2020. That's crazy. Um, MCL injuries are painful. Uh, reportedly, you know, he, he wasn't like making things worse or wasn't really making it like a, a long-term issue or playing on it to the point where it was hurting it. But MCLs are really painful. When I tore my ACL, I like snapped my, everything in my knee except for uh, the PCL. So I tore my ACL, snapped it in half. Um, didn't need surgery on my MCL and LCL, but I tore those pretty badly to the the, the to the biggest extent you can without needing to have it actually surgically repaired. I tore meniscus, they had to cut that, you know, damaged meniscus out. And my MCL, like even 10 years later, would ache. And even... Even today, it's been about 18 years, I think, since I did it on my left knee. And even to this day, my, my MCL is a little bit uh, sore sometimes. So MCLs are, are no joke. But Tom Brady p- playing through that is pretty impressive. Tom's tough to, to rank in 2021 because, I mean, the QB pool is so deep. Like, you could, you could make an argument that he's borderline top 10 or your number 7, you know, or your number 6. I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't rank him six, but I wouldn't be all that shocked if somebody did. You know, he's got Godwin, he's got Evans, he's got, uh, uh, you know, uh, a Super Bowl contending offense, and, and he's jiving with everybody. He's got the rapport built. Like, everything's there. Antonio Brown, Gronk, I mean, he's got weapons galore. And yeah, everybody's expecting a little bit of a drop-off. I would say consensus-wise, people are like, yeah, he could tail off a little bit this year and start tailing off a little more and more but you know what I think like four years ago people started predicting Tom Brady to tail off about four or five years ago people were like yeah he's gonna drop off big time and he didn't he hasn't really um he's just he's special he's a he's a unique talent that could produce top seven to ten quarterback numbers pretty pretty easily in 2021 if he stays healthy but that doesn't mean I don't have guys like Jalen Hurts ahead of him because there's more upside and ceiling doesn't mean I don't have guys like Burrow ahead of them. Then you throw in, obviously, Dak and Wilson and all the guys up above. And before you know it, Tom Brady's ranking around 10, you know? And it's not that you hate him. It's not that you're disrespecting him. It's just it's hard to rank him, you know, any higher than that when you have a guy like Burrow who you feel like really could drop a top five, top six season on Fantasy Worlds. A guy like Hertz who... A lot of people doubt, and we're going to get to Hurts in a minute, but but Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's got top six to seven upside. He does. He's got a lot of risk, and most of the Jalen Hurts risk is related to his team and coaching staff, and I got to pull this up now, but Deshaun Watson, there's a report by Adam, Adam Shefty believes that, the te- that there is no team better positioned to trade for Deshaun Watson than the Eagles. Now, Shefty, Shefty kind of, I don't know if you want to say, say it this way, but Shefty kind of, you know, crapped the bed a little bit on draft day in my, in my, my, in my eyes. I feel like Shefty kind of 
misled everyone a little bit in terms of the A-Rod news that floated out there on draft day. As if there was some new revelation or information released when it was merely his pieced together opinion on what's been happening with A-Rod and he decided to drop it on draft day. I don't blame him for wanting to make headlines, but I feel like, you know, Shefty, Shefty saying something like this, that, that he believes there's no team better positioned than the Eagles to acquire Deshaun Watson. This is like, people take this and they run with it. Like, there's no clarification. And granted, ESPN... You know, Schefter does do a lot of, like, factual reporting, but it seems like more than ever he's doing a lot of speculative stuff. I feel like Shefty didn't do a ton of that in years past. And here he is on draft day going, let me tell you what probably could happen with Aaron Rodgers, which none of it was even, like, the the the, the Niners called up the Packers and said, and this, come, this came from Shanahan's own mouth, he called up the Pack and said, hey, is A-Rod available? The Packers said, no. And then the phone call literally ended. And that was all Shefty. Like, Shefty was like, it, it, Shefty made you think there's a deal potentially in the works, the way he reported on it. This right here, Deshaun Watson, the Eagles' best position to trade for him. As far as I know, everything I've heard, the Texans are not trading him. And, and we can in, interject logic you, you can put logic in this and say hey they should trade him or now with all the accusations they'll they'll trade him now we don't know that you can't inject logic into the Houston Texans decision making process when they've proven time and time again there is no logic with it whether it's releasing guys and the Cardinals picking them up what whether it's Hopkins getting traded for a ham sandwich. Ham sandwich being DJ. I'd rather have a ham sandwich than DJ. I, you know, and, and if anybody thinks they're going to be logical with the departure or retention of Deshaun Watson, I think you're using logic that isn't there, you know, to be to be used. And so when someone says like Shefty that the Eagles are best positioned to trade for Deshaun. Number one, I don't like that because I believe in Jalen Hurts. Now, if Shefty doesn't, if that Eagles coaching staff doesn't believe in him, I understand that that they may be looking to you know upgrade a quarterback if they really don't believe in Jalen Hurts. I find it so hard to digest that anybody wouldn't look at Jalen Hurts in the small sample that they got in the practices that I've seen, the way the team and locker rooms talked about him, the way he rallied people in that one amazing week he started, then he started and had a bad week and got benched. It was a very, very quick spike in value across fantasy football worlds. So many of you, and I, I was on board too, talking him up, but so many of you were like, this guy's top five. Oh my God, after his first start, and I was with you in loving the 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 spike in value, getting behind the guy. Like I'm not I'm not claiming that anybody jumped the gun on talking like that. I'm just saying people were so quick to jump on Jalen Hurts being a top five dynasty quarterback after one start in 2020. 
then he had the bad game right after and then he got benched and I just think people are giving up way too quickly on a guy that has a boatload of talent like he has top six to ten quarterback upside he comes with a boatload of risk the risk feels very very much team related and coaching staff related and even if that spills over into his confidence, it's it's created from that coaching staff and the doubt that they continue to throw at the, at, at Jalen Hurts' direction, whether it's like, we might trade for, up for a quarterback in the draft. We might we might be in the quarterback you know, market. We might want to replace him. He's not necessarily the starter. Okay? New coach comes in. We may not, you know, it's a competition. There's nobody behind him that could even take the job from him, but we're not going to support our guy. That's how Philly is rolling lately, and I'm not impressed. I thought Doug Peterson was bad, but this is awful. You have a, a franchise quarterback that, that, in my view, and it's my opinion, you know, if you don't share it, that's fine. I'm not asking you to, to feel exactly how I feel all the time, but in my opinion... Based on my eye test, Jalen Hurts has the ability to be a top 6-10 NFL quarterback and fantasy quarterback. Jalen Hurts is very, very talented. And keep in mind how many people had quick judgment and, 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 and doubt casted on Josh Allen as he developed. Josh Allen comes into his rookie year, looks phenomenal on the ground, doesn't have anybody to throw to, AB didn't want to go there because he couldn't be a visionary as to what this team was going to be in a year, year and a half, two years, Josh Allen comes in with a cannon that was as strong as anybody's in the league, but maybe Aaron Rodgers, maybe Stafford at the time. And, and Mahomes. Like, Josh Allen had the strongest arm in the NFL, or top three, walking into the NFL. A lot of potential. The ability to run. Nobody seeing that he can be accurate or he could improve upon that. It was, he's a running quarterback. That's what he does. He's not going to do a lot in the air. Now look at him. Now look at all the people that doubted Josh Allen. For everybody to cast doubt and judgment on Jalen Hurts before he's even played even half of a season, let alone walking into his second season and really only getting a good two games to prove himself. And one of those games he blew up to a point where everybody and their mother loved him as a top five wide or top five quarterback for the future. Now everybody's just jumping ship. Like, I don't like Jalen Hurts. Why? Why don't you like Jalen Hurts? If you don't like Jalen Hurts, it better be that coaching staff. It better be they don't know what they're doing. It better be Sirianni doesn't know what he's doing. That he doesn't know how to support the talent that's right in front of his face. I thought Doug Peterson was bad. And now I may be shocked that this is even worse, this situation. But I will say this. Devontae Smith landing in Philly 
was a great thing for Jalen Hurts' value. And there's no one there to take the job from Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts' value will speak for itself. His talent will speak for itself. He will deliver the football to Devontae Smith. Could there be a trade? Like, could Schefter be right? Could Deshaun Watson be heading to Philly at some point? I don't think so because I, I truly believe that the Texans want to let him burn the house down before they'll sell it. They they, they just don't want to let him go and let him be happy. I don't, I don't even understand it. And I don't pretend to understand it. And I don't pretend to inject logic into the Houston Texans decision making. Because if you do, you'll be speaking from a place that makes a whole lot of sense. But it doesn't necessarily apply. They don't want to trade them. Everything I've heard is the Texans will not trade him. When everything started to unravel around Deshaun Watson in the situation, there was a temperature check. A lot of different people that had good knowledge that were close to the situation said, look, the Texans are still not trading him. He can either sit out or he's not going to play. Like, they're not going to play those games with him. A lot of people don't seem to understand that that's their stance. And I don't, unless something's changed or they have the best posture game in the business, I don't see it. So, on top of that, Deshaun Watson's not out of the woods. Deshaun Watson has over 20 pending cases against him that are individual cases that need to be settled upon. Yes, they're probably looking to settle them as a group because it is a consolidated issue like these are consolidated cases that does not mean class action it means that these cases are consolidated to the point where they'll try and expedite certain processes involved signing documents getting certain uh evidence like evidence submitted across all of them very quickly so consolidating them was an attempt i believe for the defense to get things to go quicker because if you had to go through 20 cases and do this paperwork filing and this paperwork filing and this one through 20 of them it would take you 10 years to get through it so they consolidated a lot of those processes but it it is not a class action meaning there are still 20 separate cases involved and it's going to be really tough for Deshaun to get a settlement with 20 individuals or 19 or however many are left uh, a couple dropped out I'm not I'm not positive on how many are left but to get these to settle before the season starts is crazy there's that's not happening and there's a pending criminal investigation that stands on the uh, the legs of that investigation stand on the civil side of it because when there are civil allegations, then the civil, the criminal side is going to look at that and say, okay, do we got to look into that? If there's a settlement, then those, those claims go away. The criminal case will go away immediately. So the thinking is the criminal side is kind of waiting to see what's going to go on because if the civil side disappears through 20 agreed upon settlements, that in those settlements it says Deshaun did nothing wrong, then the criminal side has nothing to go on. That's why there's like this pause between the two. Deshaun may not play, not only in 2021, the likelihood of him playing, if everything's settled, the league would still suspend him for at least half of a year is my guess. That's my guess. It's not rocket science. It's not 
factual. It's my opinion. And I think that the league would suspend him for half of a year at least to, to send a message that what he did, how he went about his business was not a good look for the NFL and the NFL is not going to have it. So you're looking at best case scenario, the guy missing half of a year, but there's a chance he doesn't play at all this year. And there's a chance that he just kind of gets moved aside. And by the time this thing all, you know, gets resolved, where is he going to be talent wise? Where is he going to be within? Like, it, it's funny because people were drafting him in redraft in like the fourth round, third round, like a month or two into this. Now nobody's even touching him. In a dynasty league, you still have some people drafting him very high. And other people are like, I'm not touching him. I don't think he'll ever play again. I don't know what to think long term. There's too many moving parts to really be predictive and accurate with that. We don't know what's really going on with each of these individual cases. We don't know if a settlement is around the corner or if a settlement will happen, you know, two months from now and he plays in 2022. But he's unhappy. He's in Houston. Everything I'm hearing is that Houston's not going to make it easy for him to get out. Maybe a team comes along like the Eagles and says, we'll give you an amazing deal. And maybe the Texans come around and say, you know what? This is getting worse and worse. We haven't wanted to admit it to anybody. So when people ask us, people are close to us, close to the situation type reporting. We're like, we're not doing anything. It's posturing potentially. And then maybe they trade him. Philly? I don't know. I don't know if it's Philly. I don't know where it could be. But what team in their right mind would go after him right now? So that's what doesn't make sense about the Shefty report. Their best position, the Eagles, to go get Deshaun Watson. Why? Why are they best positioned to do it? No team should be going after Deshaun Watson right now. And I don't think they, they should because they got Jalen Hurts, who I like a lot. Jalen Hurts could be very much, yeah, maybe not as good as Deshaun. Maybe he could be, though. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that he couldn't be, but I think to expect that is is kind of irrational. But the fact that that he has the type of upside and ability to become a mini version right now of Deshaun Watson, why would you not why would you not roll the dice, if you even call it rolling dice, to deploy this man as your starter, let him get a season under his belt of proving himself. I mean, he had one amazing game, one not so amazing game, and then he got benched. And everybody's so quick to say he's not, he doesn't have it. I don't like Jalen Hurts. He can't be an elite talent. He can't be good. He can't be a top six to 10 quarterback. Why? Why? Because he got benched by Peterson? Like, what's making people doubt Jalen Hurts so bad? I don't understand it. I don't get it. The situation blows. The situation is why he might fail. I get that. That's the part. The risk is all there. His confidence could be shot too. There are a lot of moving parts here and a lot of negative things that have developed and and kind of uh, evolved that are coach and team based and driven and created. And that sucks. That does give me uh, a reason to pause on an expectation. Go to smitty1.com if you want the Discord link. It's right there. smitty1.com I just don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I just don't understand this right here. Why are the Eagles best positioned to get Deshaun Watson? Why? Why why would this be even a good look for a team right now? Like, why would... You have this quarterback mess right now. A quarterback of a a, a messy situation where your your coach won't commit to your quarterback. Your quarterback's got the, the, the belief of the locker room. Doug Peterson essentially got removed because of the way he handled this situation. And there's other divide between ownership and Doug Peterson. There's a lot of other things going on too. But why on earth would you want the the quarterback situation to get even messier? You were talking about two franchise that don't make sense all the time. It's correct, Anton. But I, the, the thing I'm talking about specifically is why is Shefty reporting that the Eagles are in the best position to get Deshaun? Why? Why? Why are they in a good position to get him at all? Why does it make sense at all? I don't understand the report or where he's coming from. You have a quarterback already. Like trade, there are, there are teams that would, maybe, maybe they trade Jalen Hurts. And now, you know what? I'd be fine with that because Jalen Hurts deserves a fair shot. And could there be a swap? Jalen Hurts and Deshaun? Maybe. Maybe that's the the angle. But it would have to be a whole lot more. And then what? Then what? You get Deshaun and Hurts swapped, but you don't even know if Deshaun's going to play. How is that? Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Like, I get the logic if Deshaun was going to return the cases were settled he was coming back maybe even he's facing a four or six game suspension but how are they in a good position to trade for Deshaun Watson it doesn't make any sense Chris Godwin little news about Chris Godwin um not expected to reach a long-term extension look this is about retaining the team um the franchise tag everything retaining the team that they had last year and bringing it back and trying to run it back one more time. They're worried about retaining Godwin, but not enough. They want to just take it year by year. Don't expect much to happen here. They could figure something out with some contract restructuring, but Godwin probably going to be a little bit bitter about this, especially if they don't win at all. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be like, okay, I need some money and take this uh, different direction. Um, so that's the news right now. Um, we're not mock drafting today. We we don't mock draft on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We did it last week because I wanted to I wanted to give you guys a chance to do it. We always do mock drafts uh, in the evening, and I wanted my day crew to get a chance. But this is not a mock draft show. This is a news and rant show. This is fantasy football court. That's how we roll here on the show, and we're gonna get to fantasy football court right now early on in the episode because I may or may not it's time be out early for fantasy football court court court, court. court. time for fantasy football court baby hit me with your best shot. We aren't mock drafting. We don't mock. How many times? 
We don't mock draft on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Not during the day show. At night, bro. Rank AJ Brown, DK, and JJ. It's a good question, Miles. And for those of you wanting to get into the door league, there are, I I can't even promise there are two spots left. Yeah, I think I could say two spots at least, but I'm going to be cautious and not say that there are more because I got to figure a couple things out. But there are at least two spots left in the door league. And the winner of the door league is going to get, uh, let me pull up, show you guys. You know what? You know what you're getting if you win the door league. This DK jersey. Where's it at? Where's this DK jersey at? Here we go. This is what the winner gets. Look at that beauty. So if you guys want in the door league, twenty dollars super chat. I write your name in permanent marker on the door, which is right. Here, permanent marker on the door, and uh, you're in the league. League's gonna be off the hook, crazy. Rank AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, JJ in redraft. DK, AJ Brown, JJ. But because you can, how do I feel like it really will finish? How do I rank them in terms of a finish? JJ won. DK and AJ Brown kind of tie. But, but JJ, I think, will finish as the number one. But draft them later because you can. Take advantage. Maximize value, Miles. How do I enter the league? Right here in front of your face. $20 super chat. Name written on door in league. Drop it like it's hot. CH. Okay. Who's better for Denver wide receivers? Locke or Bridgewater? I mean, Bruce, have we seen anything out of Locke that makes you think the answer is Locke? I'm just ans- I'm asking an honest question, Bruce. I mean... I feel like your mom would know the answer to this. She would say the risk the risk is not baked into lock, boys. It's not. Bridgewater appears to have a good rapport with Jerry Judy. That's what I care about. My boy Jerry. And I'm gonna say Bridgewater by a mile because we've seen lock. We don't want lock in there. It's okay, Bruce. Bruce gets a pass. For anything he says in the show from from this day till the end of it bruce gets a, a automatic no need to take a lap lifetime card that i'm gonna make up for him and send to him bruce is completely lap uh resistant mike jones wants to know julio over aj brown question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark is are you, are you trying to get my attention with the question marks? Or are you emphasizing that Julio over A.J. Brown? Like someone told you that and you're shocked? Uh, M- Alexa, show me the front door. We gotta see if the washer and dryer goes here. Alexa, show me the front door. Alexa, show me the front door!
Alexa, show me the front door. Good job. I clicked. I clicked it a few. What are you talking about, bro? AJ Brown. Okay, so I haven't answered this question yet. Yes, Terry's right. I don't get the whole Julio Jones. Like, there's a little bit of, of like, uh, a surge in his. He still got it. Oh, Alexa. Stop. Computer, who's better? Julio Jones or AJ Brown? What? Hold on. Computer, stop. Computer, who is better, Julio Jones or AJ Brown? I would go with Julio Jones. In his career, he has 848 receptions for 12,896 yards and 60 touchdowns. No! AJ Brown has 122 receptions for 2,126 she's, yards and 19 touchdowns. She's confused because AJ Brown's just got going. She's not predictive. She's merely repeating what she's read. She doesn't know what she's saying. Computer. How good is AJ Brown? Here's something I found on the web. According to fansided.com, Brown became a household name after a stellar final season, finishing his college career with 189 catches. Computer, stop. Computer, how good is Justin Jefferson? Computer, is Herbert the GOAT? Here's something I found on the web. According to fandom.com, Herbert is a grizzled old goat with white fur with black touches. <laughs> what did she say? Computer, is Herbert the goat? Here's something I found on the web. What did she say? According to fandom.com, Herbert is a grizzled old goat with white fur with black touches. <laughs> Her Herbert, yes. Thank you. Hurt, you're dismissed. Thanks for your feedback. You're welcome. Herbert's a grizzled old goat. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what we're looking for. She's good for something. Where are we at? <laughs> Computer, will Herbert punch you in the throat? Paco wants to know. Okay. Here's I'm sorry. I couldn't find an answer to your question. Yeah. That's okay. You're not learning more every day. Okay. Computer. No, you're dismissed. Computer, you're dismissed. Computer, shut up. You're welcome. Okay, answering your question as long as it's taken me. <laughs> it's really easy to answer. AJ Brown, Mike. A.J. Brown. I don't care if we're talking Dynasty. I don't care if we're talking Redraft. It's A.J. Brown's season, bro. Like, Julio Jones could look good for a string of games. He did last year. But staying healthy at a high volume will be hard for this guy. I'm not saying he can't be a, a wide receiver, too, somehow. You know, or that if one of them gets hurt, the other one's going to do really well for a big string of games. Some total. 
you know, Julio ends up with a wide receiver, a really good wide receiver two season. But A.J. Brown is the number one in Tennessee. A.J. Brown has the ability to be the number one wide receiver in the entire league. Not to mention that what did people think were going to happen? What did people think was going to happen is what I meant to say. When Corey Davis leaves, Jonu Smith leaves, it's Tannehill and A.J. Brown. Double teams. Julio Jones is probably more of a good thing than a bad thing for A.J. Brown's value. Now defenses can't walk into 2021 going, all we got to do is shut down A.J. Brown. Now they're probably looking at Julio because apparently people think he's better than A.J. Brown. So I bet you old defensive backs that don't know fantasy football or our predictive output or statistics that go with predicting someone's output and projection, all that stuff, these players think differently. I had physical therapy next to a couple defensive backs that were currently in the NFL at that time. I asked these guys who the best running backs in the league were because I'm a fantasy analyst and I was going through rehab on my knee. I'm not going to name which cornerbacks they were. One was a pretty decent cornerback. He played for the Lions. And... I asked him, who's the best running back in the league? He gave me like like the 22nd ranked running back in the NFL. And it wasn't even close. Like it wasn't like a hidden gem or anything. And he said somebody else. He didn't even name one of the top five, six running backs in the NFL. These guys don't know. Defenses are going to probably walk in and go, we got to shut down Julio Jones. AJ Brown might be it might be a walk in the park for him. I'm not saying that it's very predictive. I'm not saying it I, I've even dropped AJ Brown below Ridley because that trade had a correlation between their two values. Because I worry a little bit about the dynamic in Tennessee. We don't know what's gonna really happen, how quickly things will gel. There could be a lot of craziness that happens with that. So I did bump Ridley up one spot and A.J. Brown down one. But that doesn't mean I don't feel like A.J. Brown could still be the number one wide receiver in 2021 or especially for the future. It's A.J. Brown, Mike. It's A.J. Brown. It's been A.J. Brown. It'll be A.J. Brown. We're doing doing the single. We'll do the double. Can we do a triple? No. Case closed. Mike, I don't want to see this in my courtroom again. We'll see you later. I appreciate you, Mike. Mark Cleveland. In the house. We got AL with a question. Terry Roberts with a question. AJ Brown, DK, or JJ. In the end, I want JJ. But I'm drafting him later because I can. DK and AJ Brown are kind of tied in my mind. I probably rank AJ Brown last, but with a whole bunch of upside. I probably rank in terms of how they finish. But I probably draft Julio. I'm sorry, Julio. J- Justin Jefferson, the real JJ now. I know that pisses off a lot of J- original JJ owners, a lot of Julio Jones owners. But JJ to me is now Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that burns you out there. Julio Truther, but JJ Justin Jefferson is my, quietly my one or two overall wide receiver finisher in 2021. Ailes got a question here. Ailes says, How are you looking at the running back QB 
and wide receiver spots. Kenny. That is to Kenny, not for me, Ale. That question wasn't even to me. <laughs> What's going on here? Gibson over J.K. Dobbins. Computer. No, not computer. Alexa, show me the front door. Computer, shut up. Alexa, show me the front door. Hold on. Let's get them to talk to each other. Let's see. Okay, here we go. This is going to be hard. Computer, who's better, Julio Jones or A.J. Brown? Alexa, who's better, Julio Jones or A.J. Brown? Here's something I found on the web. According to AtlantaFalcons.com, Ab is not factually better than Julio in all facets of the game as Julio is both bigger, stronger, and has played through more injuries than Ab. Ab. AB? She thought I meant AB. We got two morons sitting here that I've hired. These peons. These interns don't know anything. What am I even paying them for? Computer, how good is Justin Jefferson? Alexa, how good is Justin Jefferson? On Monday, January 13th, Computer, how good is Justin, Justin Jefferson? Jefferson had 106 receiving yards in LSU's Sorry, win over Clemson. God, worthless, worthless. Where, am I? Where were we? I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. Alexa, stop. Gibson over J.K. Dobbins. Hit the thumbs up if you just joined us. Punch the thumbs up, please. It helps the channel. Okay, it helps the channel. Wipe your feet on the on the on the way in the front door. Gibson over J.K. All day. Gibson over J.K. All day. Not because I don't love both. Not because I don't think Dobbins could be a top six running back. He certainly can be a top six running back, but but there's more risk involved in J.K. Dobbins' value than Gibson. Gibson, to me, I'd take him as early as 2.1, but don't tell anybody, okay? If I have to, I'll pay that. I'll take a Diggs and Gibby back-to-back at 12-13 if I have to. I'm taking Gibby as my favorite 13 to 18 overall player. I'm taking J.K. as my favorite well, not my favorite because I love Justin Jefferson. I love Clyde. Um, but he's one of my favorite. And he's a win a, league, uh, win a league draft slot type player at 3.1 to 3.12. So they're about a round or a little less than a round apart, LB. So don't be taking JK above Gibson because number one, you the market tells you not to. Number two, Gibson's safer. But can you draft both? Absolutely. Could you somehow walk away with Diggs in round one, whether you're taking him seven or 12, anywhere in that draft slot range? Dig, let's let's write this out. Because this is like fire stuff right here. Okay, don't forget, $20 Super Chat gets you into the door league. Uh, I think there's two spots left. And permanent marker, you're written on the door of the studio. $14.99 gets you in the intro song, I Say Your Name. Uh, you're played whenever the show starts. Let's talk about 
Gibby, J.K. Dobbins, and uh, Diggy. Okay, so this is round one, this is two, this is three. And let's put round four in there for good measure. You want to know the secret to winning your league? I'll show you right here. Diggs. Take Diggy right there. I don't think you can read that very clearly. This black marker is kind of fading. Diggs. Diggs. Gibson, Gibby, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Allen. That is a winning formula if I've ever seen it in my life. You've got the Diggs and Allen stack. You've got Gibby and J.K. One of my favorite approaches from a draft slot that kind of looks forced to go wide receiver in round one if you're forced to go wide receiver in round one that's your solution to go diggy in round one gibby in round two and jke jke <laughs> round three and josh allen e in round four that that's your formula right there that's a winning formula and if jk gets taken boo-hoo Justin Jefferson, is he available? Can Justin Jefferson come out to play? And if he can't, and I take JJ probably over JK. If I can't, it's all these, these abbreviations. JK, the double J, the CEH. CEH or JJ or JK. And that's not just kidding. I'm saying JK Dobbins, baby. So JK, JJ, CEH. Man, if you're new to this show and you don't know this stuff, you're probably walking in going, what in the hell is this man talking about? What in the hell is he saying? All these abbreviations. Gibby, Diggy, C-E-H, J-J-J-K. Just, just kidding. Look at this. C-E-H, uh, Julio, uh, Julio Jones. Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins. You could probably get one of these guys in this like mid-third spot. So if you do go Diggs, you do go Gibby, you do go one of these guys, you will get Josh Allen nine times out of ten at even the bottom of the fourth round. This is what I'm talking about. What are the settings or rules, Smitty? Oh, to the door league? The door league is a unique, unique league, my friend. Let me put your question up here because it's a good one, Wesley. I like your outfit. So the door league is going to be 40 owners. One copy of every player. We're not doing multiple copies like we did last year. One copy of every player. 40 owners. There's 40 picks in each round. You might say to yourself, well, how are we going to field a team? You're not. You're drafting three rounds worth of players. So three players. You're not drafting backups. You're not going to be swapping people out during bye weeks. Your guy gets hurt, boo-hoo. You're going to have to strategize and figure out what are the best three players I could take with my given draft slot. Third round reversal. So whoever gets the 1.1 will get the 2 point or the... Whoever gets the 1.1 will get the 80 pick, which 
will be the last pick in the second round. But that it's third round reversal. So instead of getting back-to-back -back picks, they'll get the last pick in the next round. Anybody that gets the 40 overall, which will be equivalent to like the bookend pick, they'll have 40 and 41. And instead of being at the end of the third round, they'll be at 81. You pick three guys. If you, the only stipulation is if you go with a quarterback and there's, there's going to be scarcity to it, it'll be four points per TD pass. It'll be, uh, you know, pretty usual scoring, but quarterbacks will score more. If you go with the quarterback, one of your other two players has to be a tight end. If you don't go with a quarterback, you can have three flex players per normal. That's it. Whoever drafts the whoever finishes first in points at the end of the year, so week 17's end, will win this jersey if they can beat Grant. This is the ultimate prize. There'll be other prizes. There'll be second place. There'll be a third. There'll be things I give away, but that is the prize possession. Grant is giving that jersey up to anybody that can finish first beating him. If he finishes first and you finish second, you don't get it. Grant ain't giving it up because Grant's defending the title here of the, the main follower league that we do each year, and this happens to be the main follower league. So, one injury and you're done. Noah, thank you for clarifying that, broski. I appreciate you. We were expecting something like that to come out of your mouth. Smitty, I have an eight-team money league. Should I still go best player available at each round? Always best player available, Terry, but within reason. You know, like if all things are kind of equal, you're leaning one direction, but you do fear or know that the running backs will completely dry out. You have you you know this for a fact. You can go in another direction if it's you know relatively close, but always best player available, Terry. And if you have the eight pick, and let's say you go digs, I just showed you, Terry. I just showed you the roadmap to dominating. I think with that with that draft slot, Diggs, Gibby, J.K. or Clyde or Justin Jefferson, probably J.J. first, and then Josh Allen in round four. Probably my favorite draft approach right now from that eight spot. I love Diggs and Allen stacking the twos that carry you each and every week. People that owned Allen and Diggs last year in week 16 pretty much won their championship. Unless you were facing, you know, Kamara and someone else that, that went off and went nuts. There were some weird scenarios last year. But I love Diggy and Josh Allen together. And you're not out, you're not having to spend, you know, back-to-back -back picks on that. You're spending your fourth rounder, maybe even your fifth if you get lucky. Uh, but your fourth rounder and your first rounder on Diggs and Allen. And then you get two monster top five potential running backs, whether it's Clyde and Gibby or JK and Gibby or Najee Harris, you can still go. So from that eight spot, Terry, you're, I mean, you're golden. You're golden. Here's one, here's two, here's three. Here's four, here's five, okay? Diggs. Don't worry what people say. Oh, Diggs, you're taking Diggs as the first wide receiver. Yes, I am. And I'm not apologetic about it. And if you like Adams, take Adams. That's fine. Gibby or Najee. You could go Najee here. 
Can you even read that? Diggs, Gibby, third rounder. It's either going to be JK or JJ or um, CEH. And then, in my opinion, Josh Allen is, unless like CD Lamb falls, Josh Allen is the best fourth rounder in 2020. He's, he's like stapled into my fourth round. I don't care what anybody says about early QB. Go watch my early QB content. Middle round QB is nothing wrong with it. If any, if for any reason Lamb's still there though, then I go Herbs right here or Kyler. Herbs or Kyler. That right there, Terry, is a winning formula, my friend. Diggs, Gibby or Harris. JK or JJ or CEH, Lamb or Josh Allen. Lamb or Josh Allen, Herbs or Kyler, or if you've got Josh Allen, you could go with Javante Williams, my favorite go-to um, fifth or sixth round pick. Absolutely love this approach in 2021. Go get it, my friend. CD Lamb. So Terry, go get it. I love. I like the eight pick if you can pull that off. Jake wants to know CD Lamb or, or Amari Cooper. Look, Jake. CD Lamb is a man Amari Cooper you know he, he's good he's good he's uh, wide receiver 2 fantasy capable has he flirted with wide receiver 1 capabilities before certainly has is Amari Cooper undervalued and unappreciated even by yours truly he absolutely is but does that change anything when it comes to Lamb's future no cd lamb is a grown man about to turn into a top five wide receiver and it doesn't matter how good cooper is it's irrelevant it doesn't matter how many mouths to feed around him that's irrelevant he will be alpha he will hog all of the the production he needs to hog and he's top five wide receiver bound injury could hurt him absolutely but I love CeeDee Lamb, and this one isn't, isn't even close. This one isn't even within a round in terms of being close. CD, case, case closed. Wesley says, league settings or rules, Smitty? Um, what? I already went over that, bro. Will Pittman be good this year? I assume you mean the wide receiver out of Indianapolis. And I think Michael Pittman Jr. could definitely be pretty good this year. I would say like wide receiver three potential, but don't expect more than that. Galladay or Lockett? Curry wants to know. 
Curry, that's a great question. Oh! Mallet to the knee. Alexa, show me the front door. Okay. God, she's worthless today. Oh, we got it. Okay. I don't see the delivery truck. We're still good. Galladay or Lockett? I'm going to go with Galladay. I like Lockett. He's a great wide receiver three. Like, I mean, great wide receiver three. But I don't think I'm drafting him as a wide receiver two. Lockett or Galladay, I would. Like, if I'm going heavy quarterback and Allen, Josh Allen around four, I may have taken, uh, you know, a, a running back, running back approach or something along those lines. And I've got to I've got to find myself a hidden gem wide receiver that could maybe drop low-end wide receiver one numbers. I kind of feel like Galladay. He was a 6-10 to 10 fantasy football wide receiver across the industry last year before we kicked off week one. And now everyone's like kind of just ignoring the, the fact that we all loved him that much. Uh, give me give me Galladay on the good chance that he still may be a fantasy football wide receiver one or at least a high-end wide receiver two if you want to count Danny Dimes as a limitation that won't ever let him be a wide receiver one I'm fine with that reasoning but he has I think the potential to be a high-end wide receiver two which Lockett has that potential but I don't know that it feels as, as secure R.I.P. Suns. No, Noah, the Suns are going to win. Um, I'm confident about that. We're definitely winning the next game. Could we lose the game after that? Sure, it could be a great series, and I, I hope it goes seven games. I really do. I love seven-game series. I love when everything's on the line on the final game. I like that they lost these two games. In I'm a competitive man, and I want, I'm the kind of person that lets someone beat me in Madden and catch back up, and then I know the final drive. It's in my – I'm down by one. And I love, I love letting the person score. They don't even know it. I don't even let them know. But I let them score on me. I want a game seven. So the Suns are going to win in seven. And I'm fine with that. We don't need it in four. We don't need it in five. A lot of people are going to throw and cast hate on the Suns' victory anyway. Let's put an asterisk on that because there are a lot of people hurt along the way. We don't care. Suns in seven. Bring it. Um, remember that if Smitty doesn't get to your question, comment on the video. He will answer every, um, comment posted for the first 24 to 48 hours. Thank you, Kenny. What Kenny said. Madden is trash. (laughs) Okay, here's a question. Kyler Murray over Pat Mahomes. Jake. While not on the verge of crazy talk, I don't agree, but is there a world where, sorry, I thought maybe Best Buy was here. Is there a world where Kyler could outscore Mahomes? Yeah. You know, I, I don't draft Kyler ahead, but if you're Jake, you're coming to me and saying, Smitty, let's talk, bro. Let's talk, bro. I know you have all the time in the world to have this conversation in the DM. But here, let me tell you. Let me break it down to you, bro. I think, I think, I know you've never thought of this before. But given the value 
I kinda like Kyler in rounds five or six over Mahomes in three. I do too. Sure. I also like Josh Allen in four over Mahomes in three. I'm a big Mahomes fan. I, I feel like no one had him. Show me documentation. Show me a video out there where anyone called him a top five, one to five quarterback like I did walking into the season where he wasn't even starting. In Actually, no, in October. In October of 2018, was it? He was not even the starter. Alex Smith was still going crazy, and people were actually saying, what Mahomes? Alex Smith's our future. We don't even know what this Mahomes guy is going to be able to do. We need Alex Smith to stay in there. It was October. I wrote it. I did a video. I talked about it. I said, watch. I know Alex Smith looks good right now. I know he's in the top. Alex Smith was a top five quarterback through October in 2018. People forget. And I said, Mahomes is a top one to five quarterback of the future. I love Mahomes. No one loves Mahomes more than I do. But I'm not drafting him in 2021 but maybe one or two times out of like 20 leagues because Josh Allen in round four, especially mid to late round four, is so much more of a difference maker for your team when you can use that third rounder on a Clyde, on a Justin Jefferson. You could even reach and go Lamb because I'd rather have Lamb and Josh Allen than Mahomes and whatever wide receiver you're probably going to pick up in round four. Josh Allen is a key to winning 2021 while everybody and their mother and their grandma and their cousin and their best friend and Bob from accounting tells you to wait on a quarterback. I'm telling you to do that too. I'm telling you to wait one round. Instead of taking Mahomes, you take Josh Allen and you win your league because you have arguably the number one quarterback he could beat Mahomes out. The number one quarterback, the number one overall score in your league at 4.05 to 4.09. It is such a league winner. It makes me sick in the, the best of ways. I get excited talking about it. I love when people go against it because then I get to speak on it more. I love when people say Josh Allen's a mistake in round four. I love it. I love it. I'm doing it all day long. And you can just join along for the ride if you don't want to partake. But I don't mind Kyler over Mahomes given the ADP value. Do I draft Kyler over Mahomes? No. What do I look like? A moron? DK Metcalf or AJ Brown? We've gone over this. DK safer. You know, he's safer potentially. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, they're close. They're dead even. Like, if I'm on the clock at 14 or 15 overall, like, I consider, I consider drafting both of them even that high. And, and the odds of A.J. Brown falling a little bit past D.K. are probably greater because of the Julio Jones effect. But they're both darn good, man. I've got two leagues. I'm picking at 18. I'm probably drafting one in one and one in the other. Um, Curry says, got Josh Allen in the 10th last year pick after Matt Ryan bro congratulations you beasted on that one let me also tell you a little story 
and the reason I want to tell the story is because a lot of you, a lot of you thought this was just an okay trade. And I even put a poll up on my Instagram and it didn't get the reaction that I was hoping for. But let me tell the story now and get the chat's reaction. Okay? Right when the Deshaun Watson news got really bad, not before, it actually got bad. It was like, hey, there's 20 cases. It wasn't like there's one or two. 20 cases, this thing could go, this could look really bad. There was still about 30 or 40% of the fantasy football population that were like, he's going to be back. He's going to play. These are all fake, you know, like speaking from a place of, you know, trying to reason it out. You know, not a place of like what it is, what it is, perceptions, reality, you know, regardless of whether he fights it or not, Watson's 2021 playing potential was in in jeopardy. I own Watson in a dynasty cookie, big cookie means money league. Uh, And I, it was an expert league. It is an expert league. And I had Deshaun Watson as my only quarterback. And I'm in win-now mode like you can't believe. I've got everything uh, stacked up on my running backs. It's, It's one of the craziest teams I've ever assembled. And I got Josh Allen, this crutch in my lineup where I've got the team ready to win now. I've got a two year window to win. And I've got my quarterback who's a top three, four, one to five quarterback who might not play. What do I do? The rookie draft ends. Then I can trade the next year's pick. So 2023, because I, I already traded my 2022, I believe. So we couldn't trade 2023 until the rookie draft ended. The rookie draft ends. My 2023 becomes open and available to trade. What do I do? I target that Josh Allen owner. And I say, I'll give you my first rounder in 2024. And Watson for your Josh Allen. What does he do? He jumps on it. What do people do on Instagram? You give up Watson in a first rounder for Josh Allen? Watson's as good. And then a couple weeks later, Watson could be as good. A couple weeks later, crap, Watson might not play. And now, we don't know if Watson will ever play again. Will he ever return to form? Josh Allen is getting, he's easy to acquire in the right situation. You start throwing some stuff at people, they'll make the trade. Smitty, does Julio have another top 15 wide receiver season left? Mr. B, he could. Um, I'm not going to say he doesn't have that ability, especially if like A.J. Brown went down, if things went, went a certain way. But I have a hard time ranking him in a, a way that feels safe at 15, bro. But sure. <sighs> Laughing my Smitty is just trolling. I'm trolling about what? What am I trolling about? Takes questions he sees at the moment he looks at the chat. Who's mad? Who's mad? Who's mad that I didn't answer their question? Because this is telling me, stop taking it personal. He's not ignoring you guys. Who who thinks that I'm ignoring them? Now I'm going to call this through and look for you. Like, do you realize how many questions go by while I'm in the middle of speaking I don't know if you know how to read, speak, drink a soda pop, check your Alexa for the Best Buy delivery man. 
Alexa, shut up. What am I supposed to do? Okay, I'm looking for you. I'm looking for your comment. Who's mad? Who's mad? I don't even see it. Is it probably Noah? Oh, then that, that's no big deal. Noah's always mad. Okay, Watson is playing, bro. Noah, how on earth would anybody expect any different from Noah? Like, honestly, would anybody expect any different from Noah? Watson is playing, bro. Like, I almost feel like, Noah, you go against the norm or popular opinion no matter what it is. That's why you love Swift. That's why you believe Watson will play. You pro Let me think of some other things. You probably think... I'm, I'm trying to think. You probably think Julio's going to be a top five wide receiver. What else, what else is going to defy logic and be the underdog? That's what Noah... Noah's the underdog. The underdog dude. Noah, you need to change your name to Noah Underdog Moon. Bro, that's, that's like, no matter what it is, you want to take the underdog stance, bro. You ignoring me? I'm not ignoring you, badge. <laughs> Why do people think I ignore them? I, I never understand that. I'm literally reading question after question. How am I ignoring any... You know how many questions are getting posted in here, Badge? It's loaded with questions. Where is your question? Terry, no chance. That's not a question, Badge. I don't see your question, Badge. I don't know. I'm answering your question. Ha ha. These are all your these are all your comments. There's no question. We love you, Noah, says Terry. Look at that. Love. MT. Watson is training hard right now on Instagram. He's not training to not play. Noah. What makes you think he has a say? What makes you think he has a say at all, bro? Of course he's training, trying to keep his mind right. He's hoping this thing works out. Him training has nothing to do with whether he's gonna get off on the case, bro. What are you talking about? Michael Thomas or McLaurin? Mike Thomas. I'm not saying I'm not saying McLaurin can't be as good or be a wide receiver one. He certainly can be. But Mike Thomas reportedly had a surgery. We'll know more on that. I want to hear more concrete concrete information on his surgery. But I, I take Mike Thomas in round three. I take McLaurin at the top of four or in four. I know the guys can see what I've been saying. Is it not posting? Maybe it's not, Badge, because I don't see what you're saying, bro. All I see is just a couple of your comments. That's another thing. People come at me, Badge, and and whoever the other guy is, uh, and um, Mala, Malta, Malta. Um, you guys don't realize that sometimes if you repeat a question, you get tagged by YouTube as as a spam comment because it's thinking you're you're being a repetitive bot. And so I don't see your question. Then you're mad at me. Then you're mad at me because I didn't answer your question, but I don't even see it come through. Watson's going undrafted right now. What a steal. <laughs> Noah. Noah in the court. 
Who's your tight? My okay, tight end options this year, bro. Fant, Fant, Tunyon, Logan Thomas, and if you want a really late grab, Jared Cook in in you know in L.A. catching balls from Herbie. Something to look at. I'm not saying it's a lock. Something to look at. YouTube already know not to do that. Master Yoda. Rank the best to worst Joe Mixon, Gibson, Najee. Um, that's the easiest question I've probably ever been asked in my whole entire life. Gibson, Najee. Wait, wait, wait. Then Mixon. Smitty, Badge's question. Smith, redraft auction, 200 budget, super flex. How much, yeah, I didn't see this question. How much would you pay for CMC and your QB1? $200 budget. Um, In the 60s, you know, would I pay 70? Maybe, but the, the problem with that is that your team's going to be very thin if you have a $70 player. I'm not saying he's not worth it. He probably is. But like in the 60s, I feel very comfortable with that. What you don't want to do is walk out badge with a uh, with an extra $15, $20 that you didn't spend. And you're like, damn. And then you look at your running back and you see a running back like um, Swift or whoever. That, that if you just added that amount to that player that you could then have bought you know like the number two or three running back that's the worst so it's a fine line um i think don't let somebody get you to bid something crazy but a lot of times it's weird the first drafted player if it's mccaffrey it's either going to set the the bar in the baseline for all the running backs that will fall below that value or sometimes it backfires and the first running back, McCaffrey, off the board in an auction is probably the best thing to do is, is toss out McCaffrey first and then try and win him. Because people get gun shy sometimes during the first one. They're like, okay, McCaffrey's out and people don't want to spend their money right away. And he goes for $65. And then Elliot goes for 71 And then Kamara goes for 70 and then Barkley goes for 72. And you're like, McCaffrey went for 65. It usually only happens with the first player called out because people don't know what the baseline is and everybody just sits back. And then if you get McCaffrey at 60 something dollars, that's the best. LB says, take it easy. I don't know what that's for. Take it easy, LB, if you're leaving. Is LB trying to get his question? Stop ignoring badge. <laughs> LB, I'm not ignoring anyone. Mark Cleveland with the super. Gibson or Aaron Jones in Dynasty. Uh, Gibson in redraft and Gibson in Dynasty. Gibson all the way around. Aaron Jones to me is bottom of the second in redraft. Probably third rounder in Dynasty. Gibson's top quietly. Top 13 to 15 to 18 in redraft and in dynasty. So give me Gibson all day long. Sports dude says Smitty redraft auction budget super flex. How much would you pay for CMC? I thought that was Badge's question. Oh, that's his question. 
Thank you, sports dude. He was also telling me. What's good, therapist? What's going on? I traded Sanders and Cup for Taylor. Thoughts on that? Sanders and Cup for Taylor. Love it. Give me, give me JT all day. Smitty Higgins or Galladay? Give me Galladay all day. Not that I don't love Higgins, but he's probably the number two for his team. Galladay's the number one, and that isn't to say Higgins will get more volume as a two versus Galladay as a one. I'm going Galladay. Galladay still has a top six to ten potential that we all keep forgetting he has, and so that's an easy call for me. Terry Roberts with another super chat. Thank you, Mark Cleveland, for the super chat. Love you, Smitty. Can't wait for the door league. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate you, my friend. Why do you not like Swift? Very, very easy. Lots of red flags. When you have a bunch of multiple red flags, bro, you keep... Uh, I see uh, Malta. I see your question. I'm going to put it over here, okay, so you don't get all upset. I'm not ignoring you. Why do I hate Swift? Stafford's gone. You got Goff. Galladay's gone. You didn't replace him. Uh, offense is totally revamped in a bad way. And you're not going to move the football down the field. No first downs, practically. A lot of people predicting two or three wins for the entire team, which means you're not scoring a bunch. You're passing in the third and fourth quarter because you're down. And I don't care if he's a good pass catcher. You can't. You don't want to rely upon a guy having to de deliver in the PPR game in order to get that value back. Um, in order to get you what you need out of your, your player that you invest really high third-round value on. I don't like Swift at all. And not to mention that Detroit notoriously ruins the running back potential of guys coming in. They can't replace you know, or even get a, a legitimate, really good running back. They haven't since Barry Sanders. And they had a one-year Reggie Bush. It's like a it's like a curse. But why is it a curse? Because of the way they treat the position, because of the way they build personnel. There's a reason that Calvin Johnson wanted out. Galladay wanted out. Nobody, Stafford wanted out. Everybody wants out of Detroit. It's not a secret. And so Swift is like doomed from the start. Will, will volume potentially be there? Maybe. But they're not, they're not moving the chains. They're not getting in the red zone. He doesn't have touchdown potential. What is the door league? It is when you super chat a 20 spot, you get in to the door league and you're fighting for this DK Metcalf jersey and a bunch more prizes more prizes to be had but the winner of the door league will get this bad boy right here and the door league is 20 spot i write your name on the door and permanent marker on my studio door and there's only two spots left i believe so smitty agrees smutty smutty agrees with you jake what did jake say Thoughts on Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to be great with an even better offensive line, at least top six running back. I think he's definitely a guy I consider at four to seven overall. You know, I, I, I like him probably long term on the season more than Henry. Henry's going to beast out in the beginning of the year, but Henry's going to reach. Like, this is the crazy part that, that people don't, and I won't spend much time on this because I talk about it all the time, but Henry's had a long you know, career right here. This is Henry's career. But 20, uh, 2019 and 2020 and 2021. 
So he had 303 carries here, 400 plus here. And even before, so we're not considering this part of his career we're leaving out. Just this last two years and a little bit short of three years, he's going to cross over 1,000 total carries before he gets to even like week 13 or 14. In, in a two and a uh, two and three quarters or two and a 2.8 years span, he will have a thousand yards within just those less than three seasons. It is a worry beyond worries. It makes me like Taylor quietly better than Henry. When the No Swift video coming out, Smitty Bruce, I want to do it, but it seems like people would rather just have content. So I don't want to do it. I want to do it because I think it's funny and it's very impactful to have a video where I literally spend three hours saying no, no Swift, no Swift, no Swift, no Swift, no DeAndre, no DeAndre, no DeAndre, no DeAndre, and people get a kick out of it. But at the same time, it's almost like a mock draft video is gonna respond better. And I don't know. It depends if you guys want it. A lot of people kept saying, just give us a normal video. We don't need that. <laughs> so I kind of didn't do it. But I, I think I still might. It's all about um, just time for me. D2W Stew. Aaron Jones trade still has to be approved. Wish you luck. I wish you luck, Legion. Where's D2W Stew's comment? I thought I just saw it. What's the trade? Here it is. I also traded Aaron Jones and Chark for Gibson and Jefferson. Oh my God! Oh my good Lord! Good Lord! <laughs> Legion taking him to the cleaners. Legion, I'm sorry, bro. You got a little greedy on that. If you would have threw in a little bit more, it might not get vetoed. That that's getting vetoed, bro. That's getting vetoed. Like I I don't like vetoes, Legion. I don't. I think it shouldn't get vetoed. I think you were a beast in this trade, and you did what you had to do, and you showed your your stuff, bro. You're a grown man making a grown man's trade. You shouldn't have other people have to hold your hand and say, Billy traded with Peter. And Peter made a bad move. Peter did real bad. We need to step in and help Peter so Peter doesn't feel like a, a little Peter. I hate Beatles. I hate them. They're so dumb. You're a grown man making a grown man's trade and you screw up. You give away your franchise. Your fault. Legion took Peter to school. But unfortunately, Legion, we live in a world where people don't like people to take advantage of situations and be an alpha, an alpha trader, Legion, you alpha trader, you taking advantage of the Peters of the world. <laughs> you took Peter to town, bro. Oh my God. I would have traded Aaron Jones and Chark for Gibson or Aaron Jones and Chark for Jefferson. And somehow you got both <laughs> both players are better than the other side of the trade. You want to take a lap? You got it. Take a lap. Take, take a lap. Take a lap. Take, take, take a lap. Man, Peter. <laughs> God. 
if it's straight collusion, it can be reversed. I agree with that, but I mean, some people, God, Peter got taken, bro. Oh, God. Peter, Peter got taken to school. Let's see. Maybe we should make a song about Peter. Peter got taken to school. Test, test, test. Test, test. Check, check. Check, check. Hello, hello. Check, check, check. Check, check. Hold on. We might make a rap about Peter. Peter, Peter. Hello? Why isn't this why isn't this working? Check, check, check. There we go, there we go. Alright, Peter. This one goes out for you, buddy. That didn't work. Hold on. We need to we need a better beat than that. No, no, hold on. There we go. No DeAndre. Peter got taken to school. Legion practically drowned him in the pool. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. <laughs> Trade away Gibson and Jefferson like a world beater. Peter got taken to school. Legion practically drowned him in the pool. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eaters. Trade away Gibson and Jefferson like a world beater. Peter got taken to school. Legion practically drowned him in the pool. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eaters. Trade away Gibson and Jefferson like a world beater. There you go, buddy. That one's, that one's for you, Legion.
Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. All right. Where were we? <laughs> we need we need to do a certain like you you drop a twenty or thirty dollar super chat and you get a song uh, like a, a improv. We'll do thirty. You drop a thirty dollar super chat on the show unless it's midnight and and the baby's sleeping in the house. I'll drop a custom beat for you with a $30 super chat on whatever topic you give me in the super chat. So if you're like 30 bucks, I want a Peter Peter Pumpkin eater <laughs> a song, drop it. Spotify bangers, right. Peter. Peter got taken to school. Legion practically drowned him in the pool. Peter Peter Pumpkin eater. Trading away Gibson and Jefferson like a world beater. Peter got taken to school. Legion practically drowned him in the pool. Trading away Gibson and Jefferson. Oh, Peter. You got to send that to him, Legion. You got to send that to him. Okay, Alexa, show me the front door. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. You gotta show that to Peter, bro. Peter going back to fantasy baseball after he got schooled. <laughs> Says sports dude. Alright. Last couple questions here. And just so you know, anybody drops a 30 spot and it's the daytime. I might have to owe you one if it's if it's nighttime. I'll drop you a custom beat. You just tell me what you want it on. Peter Pumpkin Eater. All right. Got to know why you hating on DeAndre Hopkins. Who's hating on DeAndre Hopkins, bro? You tell me right now and I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll do a song about it. Who's hating DeAndre? Who's hating? Who's hating on DeAndre Hopkins? Smitty will take care of it. We love Hopkins. We live in Arizona, bro. I love it. What are you talking about? Badge? I didn't say that. Love Hopkins. I hope Peter got a lap, says Raymond. Absolutely, bro. Fantasy Court becomes Fantasy Beats. Got a boy. Traded Chubb. Odell Beckham Jr. for Akers and Judy. I actually like that a lot. And I'm not even the big... Like, Akers and Chubb both have a little risk to me. But, uh... I, I think Akers is on the rise, potentially worried about Chubb more more so than I am. I am Akers in his situation, but Judy, I like it. And you got the first, bro. Odell, Odell, yeah, Chubb and Odell, no, that's a good good trade, bro. Good trade. Almost did that on my glass. <laughs> I got to know why you're hating on DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what you're talking about. Question above your head, Smitty. Smitty, why do people love Acre? Seems like Drake repeat from last year. That's a great question, Malta. Are you still here, Malta? Sorry, I kept the question on the screen. Um, so long. I I don't know. I mean, he has potentially as good upside. He got a lot of volume. I think people just they want to believe that what they saw at the end of the year will for sure translate over into 2021. And and there's a shot that it does. 
but bro i don't i don't i don't buy into the top 10 overall value top 12 overall value for acres he feels like a late second rounder i don't know why anybody feels like acres is such a lock in that situation to be more valuable than gibson is in his or harris is in his situation i have acres i feel appropriately appropriately valued in the 19 to 24 range He'll never fall there. I will never own Acres because of that. But I like Gibby way better. I, I almost like J.K. Dobbins better than Acres. That's just how I feel. Can't take it away from you. Um. Oh. I think somebody. Uh, I think somebody thinks I said Hopkins. I was saying DeAndre Swift. I think it's funny that DeAndre Hopkins rarely practices with the team, just works out on the sideline. Whatever he's doing works, Mr. B. We're not we're not concerned here in Arizona. Confused by Dobbins average ADP, this guy's the limit. I agree. Why do you think I'm talking about him so much? Bender is because we have potential to have a monster, a sleeping giant in the third round. He is one of the best first round. Um, first, sorry, first round potential players in the third round. Don't take JK any higher than you have to. Don't take JK in round two. Take him at 3.1 and beyond, and JK will give you potentially first round value. I love him, Bender. I love him. He's one of my, I'm talking about him a ton, as you can see lately, like video after video. Stop it with JK Dobbins. Lamar is in the fifth. That means LB. Lamar's in the fifth. Okay. That's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But Dobbins. Dobbins is fine. In the third round, baby. And I probably won't, just so you know, I probably won't be stopping anytime soon. Because when, once I once I feel that people are not hearing me. <laughs> I don't think they are. I keep going. I keep going, bro. You're going to hear JK a lot. Smitty is the GOAT. He will punch you in the throat. Cool. Legion drowning people. Dropping people in the pool, bro. Um, what do you think of Montgomery with Cohen still out and feeling side effects from leaving us in the lurch? Then cricket sound right after that. Oh, injury. <laughs> Um, look, Cohen's coming back. Um, George with the super chat. George, I'm going to put you right here. Denny, Monty was the number four running back in 2021. Number four. And he's going to get 20 plus carries a game, says Nagy. I don't really trust Nagy, but Monty's got a chip on his shoulder. Monty wants the football. He's telling everybody, give me the football. I think he's going to get it. Bad play calling. I can't control with Nagy calling plays in 2021. But I love Monty. It's baked. It's baked in, boys. Uh, it didn't record. Baked in, boys! Uh, uh, it didn't record. This is baked in. Baked in, boys! It's baked uh, it in. Record. It's baked in. Okay? Baked in, boys! David Montgomery's value is baked in. Fourth round, 4.1 as last year's fourth running back finisher. 
love Monty. George, with the super chat. George, you are in the door league, young man. I'm going to go write your name on the door right now. George. George, you get one of the remaining spots. George, DM me on Instagram. That hurt, Charlie. Also in the door league, George DM me on IG right now. The fantasy football show. Where do you have Kittle ranked? Is mid third fair value? Mid third fair value. Yes. Also love the content. Thank you, George. I appreciate you, man. And make sure you DM me. I'm gonna say, George, that if you are able to. Get like a faint and then use that third rounder on like a Justin Jefferson, a Clyde, or a JK, you're much better off. But do I like Kittle if you don't like who's on the board? Like let's say you don't believe in those guys, whatever. If you feel like there isn't a, a guy that can be top five at his position, JK could be top five at his position. Whether you're watching right now and you don't like JK or not, I'm telling you that's how I feel. So in my mind, JK Dobbins, I I like over Kittle, Waller. Um, he's top five potential at his position. Jefferson could be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. You know, AJ Brown, all those guys. If any of those guys are available, they could be one to five. Take them over Kittle or or, uh, or Waller. That's my that's my advice. But if you do well with early tight end drafting, and you think you can find the gems later at other positions, then by all means trust your gut. My advice is don't pass on those talents. But if they're gone, Kittle. Like there's been times where I've mock drafted at like three or one point eight at the one point eight spot, and Kittle was there. Or like Mahomes. And when I went Mahomes, I regretted because Josh Allen's always there in the fourth round. And I could have had Kittle and Josh Allen over having Mahomes and a player that didn't quite fall the way I wanted. Um, you know, in that fourth round. So it all depends on flow. You can make any of it work. But I'm gonna go ahead and say depends on that flow and whether there's a top one to five guy though. Kyle Pitts is going to make history. This is correct. This is correct. And thank you again, George. I'll be looking for your DM. Um, Monty wound be better with any other coach. I think what Terry's trying to say is Monty would be better with any other coach. And I agree with Terry 100%. Terry also, I believe, I mean, here's the thing. When you actually buy the Take a Lap t-shirt and you have an avatar on YouTube of you saying Take a Lap and you super chat as much as Terry, you never have to take a lap on the show ever again. Terry, if I ever tell you to take a lap, please... Uh, proceed to show me your take, get out of take a lap free card you will never take a lap on this show again he's wearing a take a lap shirt that he bought from the show when we had a campaign going the dude's never taking a lap again i don't care if he calls me smutty 
It says Mottie Wound B. Mottie Wound B better with any other coach. He's not taking a lap. It doesn't matter what he says. Everything he says is glorious. AJ Dillon. Nah, come on, LB. AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones. Let's not get car carried away here. Okay. Let's not get carried away. Um, AJ Dillon has the potential, if he's starting, to win leagues. He is a super handcuff. He's a guy that I believe is a must own. You should own AJ Dillon any chance you can grab the guy. But Aaron Jones is still a arguable second round player in redraft, third round player in dynasty, and and potential 15 touchdown guy in Green Bay in 2021. And if you're gonna cite Aaron Rodgers, what about Aaron? Like, what about Aaron Rodgers? You know what I mean? Like, why are we? Why do we continue to talk about this? The guys on the golf course throwing just lasers onto boats, bro. He's ready to play football and he's joking around in good spirits everybody's talking for him nothing's come out of his mouth everybody's speaking for him and if he wasn't going to play for the Packers and the Packers say they're not trading him which means if he comes back he either holds out or plays for the Packers if he holds out he's fined two million loses a six million dollar bonus and starts getting his 11 million dollars that he's already got taken away versus opting out and not playing 2021 and getting 18 million he would have opted out so i don't know if people are going to cite that when they speak about aaron jones Devontae adams aaron Rodgers, tunyon don't draft tunyon what about a rod don't draft a rod what about a rod don't draft adams let him fall to the second round over and over what about a rod adams should have fall to the second round He's first round bound, pound for pound. Adams is just by far one of the bigger steals right now in mock drafts because he's sitting there at 14 and 15 overall, and I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. Lord, we spent 20 minutes on Hertz and the Eagles earlier. Don't do that to us again. I see how you are. Ben, because Bender's question hurts to Devontae Smith all season long. I like it, Bender. I like it. I like it a lot. Robertson. People wanting to take laps in the chat. People like I, people like to take laps anyway. I needed to take a lap for the Robertson pick in the third round in our mock draft the other day. Oh, Robinson, James Robinson. Terry, Terry when Terry types, it sometimes his his autocorrect takes control, but it doesn't matter because what, whatever Terry says is glory because he is a take a lap free individual on the show. He means James Robinson. He took James Robinson in the third round. He wanted to take a lap, but we're not letting him take a lap. Terry, you're not allowed to take a lap. Dynasty draft 1.1, who do you draft? Dynasty redraft, doesn't matter. 1.1, non-superflex, you're taking Christian McCaffrey. You're, you're, you're going to cuff him to Chuba Hubbard. If for anything, any reason he goes down, Chuba Hubbard should be good. But that's, uh, Alexa, show me the front door. 
where do we have Portland Sutton? Crazy world wants to know. People have forgotten him after the injury last season. Well, bro, number one, there's not a lot of good quarterback potential there in Denver right now. Um, Bridgewater should be okay. But you've got a guy in Jerry Judy who, I don't know if you've heard, is headed to the moon. And Jerry Judy's on a one-way trip to the moon. There's no two seats in this shuttle or rocket. It's, it's made for one. Until they get a quarterback upgrade, this rocket ship only has one seat. And Jerry Judy owns it. And I know everyone's going to say, but, but, but Sutton. But, but what? Towards ACL. But what? Judy's more talented. I like Sutton. I'm not saying Sutton can't be a Amari Cooper to CD Lamb, but CD Lamb is the alpha and number one wide receiver in Dallas, and the number one wide receiver in Denver go forward is a guy named Jerry Judy, who is arguably a top two, three, four route runner already in the entire NFL. And some would say number one route runner in the league. Adams, obviously you could argue that. Diggs, there's a lot of guys that run great routes. But Jerry Judy was known coming out of college as the best route runner you've ever seen come out of college in a long, long time. He walked into the NFL even as a rookie. You know, especially Jackson, a few other DBs have talked about him. You know, his own team's going to talk good about him. But they've come out and said, no, this guy's unbelievable in terms of route running and really no one can do what he does he's on his way jerry judy and cd lamb are on their way i love judy judy judy's the best secret weapon wide receiver three in fantasy in 2021 and you know he had a pretty good year considering now do i worry do i wish he had a better quarterback play of course if denver traded for for a rod which is probably the, the most likely scenario. If, if a trade were to go down, Judy would go to the moon. Mr. B says, Judy could be a top five wide receiver this year. I, I think I think Judy is so, there's no, there's no limit. There's no limiter or governor on his potential value. Hascom, two players I pick in later rounds, PPR, Gallup and Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams. The Gall- Gallup's really talented, but he's going to need an injury. If injury hit Amari Cooper or something like that, then Gallup is going to be very valuable. So in a deep league, I do like the idea if, if wide receivers are really thin, bro. You're talking about like Gabe Davis and guys like that. Gallup's a pretty decent bet to be a guy that you can throw on your bench weight and if injury happens, we do well. Without an injury, I don't know um, potential, but I don't think I count on anything without an injury, but an injury away from being good. Mike Williams, on the other hand, doesn't need an injury. Mike Williams could get 8, 9, 10 touchdowns. He's done it before. The yardage hasn't always been there, but this is a different situation. They're going to throw more. I really do like Mike Williams as a, a, a sneaky, good wide receiver 3-4, especially if you don't go shopping for your wide receiver 3 until really late in your draft. He makes a fine combo platoon between three or four guys that you might be looking like Curtis Samuel and Mike Williams and, and guys like that to platoon your wide receiver 3 or wide receiver 3-4. Judy's nasty. He has drop issues, sure, but he also had some bad quarterback play, so I think, you know, I would cut him more slack on the drops than most people would. Smitty, I'm starting to worm 
I love Terry. I love Terry's autocorrect. Ter Terry, don't change a thing. You stay exactly the way you are with your autocorrect. I love it. Smitty is starting to worm, to worm up to Lamb. I just don't like taking him uh, in three or four. Yeah, well, no. Uh, four is perfect. Four is fine. Four is great. There's nothing wrong with four. Three, I'm, I'm with you. I want to see him in four. Like, Lamb in four is great. Lamb in three, he's still going to explode from that, in my opinion, but you have a lot less of that, like, explosion and, and potential league-winning uh, ability. Smitty, you ignoring again? Yeah, yeah, Lam LB, I'm ignoring everyone. <laughs> I'm reading question after question without taking a, bre a breath. I can't even speak. Without taking a breath, I'm reading question after question. Clearly, I'm ignoring everybody. It looks like I got a lot of time on my hands because I'm not reading questions, LB. I'm just sitting here ignoring everyone. I'm, I'm non-stop speaking. Read my comments, bro, says Noah. I told you, Smitty. Ian Rappaport said Watson could play this year in his video. Told you. Told you. Okay, Noah. Thanks. Oh, man. I've had attorneys on to talk about this. I would love to hear what you feel, what information you've been fed that makes you feel like Deshaun Watson is going to play. What information, and let me just check news wires in case something posted while we're, we're live on the air here. So hold on. Maybe it did. Maybe it did, Noah. Maybe there's breaking news as I speak about Watson. Nope, it's still at, it's still Adam Schefter saying that um, may that there have been settlement talks is still possible, if not probable, that the team the teams won't exactly be clamoring over the idea of, of acquiring Watson. We still have little idea if Watson is actually going to play for the Texans this year. He had thrown down the, yeah, there's nothing out, there's nothing concrete at all out there that's changing the direction or, or shaping the narrative of this. So anybody speaking on it is speaking on it from a speculative standpoint. Not saying I'm not speculating too, to some degree, but the bottom line is he has 20 pending cases that need to settle in order for the criminal investigation to go away. If they don't settle, he's not playing. They'll put him on the commissioner exemplist. He will not play in 2021. And on top of that, um, the criminal investigation would probably proceed if the civil side didn't wrap up in, in a significantly near time frame. But I appreciate you, Noah, regardless. All right. What do you think, Kelsey, round one, then go running back, running back, then lamb four? I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the tight end in round one, bro. I, I definitely, um, I feel like I have a little bit of say in authority on the tight end position because I, I did rank number one in the industry last year, according to Fantasy Pros, and number one in the industry the year before last year. So two of the last three years, I finished number one in tight end rankings, and I didn't do it because I'm ranking Kelsey number one like everybody else. I did rank him number one, but I also ranked Waller and 
and uh, and Hawkinson. I ranked Waller number two, I believe. I ranked Hawkinson higher than anybody in the entire fantasy football industry. No one had him as high as I, as I did, and Fantasy Pros mentioned that in their, their review of the consistency rankings, that that's one of the big reasons I won uh, that spot, number one spot, the tight end rankings in 2021, or 2020. And uh, I think uh, what my approach always is, is to identify who the next potential breakout tight end is. I think you're far better off instead of going Kelsey in round one to use that on a player, whether it be Diggs, whether it be Jonathan Taylor, whether it be uh, uh, Elliott, and then couple that with with a Pollard selection later. But go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and hit, hit the outro music because we're about out of here. Super chat restarts the music as always. Doesn't have to be a certain super chat, but just know that um, we're out of here after this song ends. Basically, I'm telling you, go Fant later, go JT, go Elliott, go something like that. Don't go Kelsey in round one unless you're proven. You've got a proven track record that this is the best way you play. Then don't listen to anybody. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to to anyone else, any other analyst. If you know what you're doing with the Kelsey in round one approach, if you have a winning track record with that, then play to your strengths, my man. Don't go by what anybody else says because your strategy and skill set as a fantasy owner might be different than my skill set and as a fantasy owner. So I try not to take too hard line of a stance on any one approach. And that's why I love best player available because it fits everyone's needs. And you should be able to, to, to build the best team possible by taking the best player at every single pick not thinking positionally within a reason you're not going to take a quarterback in round four if you took a quarterback in round three in a one qb league you got to use some some logic to it as well but when you have starting lineup spots to fill and you're worried about going running back because everyone else worries about it then you can miss out on a boatload of talent taking a player like i don't know aaron jones in round one versus a Diggs in round one when you can get a Gibson or a Harris or whoever around two, I just don't like it. I like Diggs. I like Josh Allen at four. I don't care if people think it's early. Best player available, bro. All right. I'm out of here. Um, can you rank Taylor, Aaron Jones, Eckler? All right. Last question. I'm going to say Taylor. Eckler than Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones and Eckler could be pretty close, bro. Those could be relatively close. I appreciate all of you. Uh, George, I'm looking. Let me see if George sent me a DM. Also, guys, we're close. I'm close to being uh, uh, 10,000 on Instagram. Can you guys go over and follow me on IG if you haven't? First of all, follow me on IG because there's a lot of content on there. There's so many people that follow me here on YouTube, and they're like, they're like, bro, um, they're like, bro, you your Instagram's off the hook. Like, I didn't even realize you're live like once a day on Instagram. You post amazing stories. Like, my stories are pretty good. Like, I have to admit, like, you're not only seeing like a story kind of about my day. That's what stories are kind of designed to do. Uh, but you see a whole bunch of good content. I do a lot of ranking stuff. I do a lot of question and answer on there. But please follow my Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show, uh, and I'll try and shout shout you out if you do. Uh, George, I got your DM. I appreciate it. I'm going to message you in a second. Uh, but recent followers, Paul, 
Um, Ellis, thank you for the follow. Uh, Miles, I see you followed. Thank you, Miles. If that's the same Miles in here. Dylan, thank you for the follow. I'm going to refresh a couple more times before I leave. See if any of you jump on the Instagram wagon and follow your man, the Fantasy Football Show, Smitty. And uh, yeah, so we're on, on the way to, to, 10, to 10K on IG. Once we get to 10K, we're going to give away some stuff. Um, the Fantasy Football Show, Mr. B. Give me a follow on there. Uh, once we get to 10K, we'll start giving away some stuff. I've got some Fire uh, Amazon Fire TV sticks. Um, we'll be giving at least one of these away at 10K. Um, so we got a bunch of these. Um, I got uh, I got. I don't want to pull it out because it's jammed in here real tightly into the shelf here. But I got Roku. Um, we got uh, some hats, some custom hats. We can we can make up for somebody that wants one of those. Look at this bad boy, Justin Jefferson on the side, custom show logo. Uh, your name can be here instead of mine, or, or we can put Smitty one there, and Lamb put your favorite names all over your hat. Uh, I made this one for my boy, Dr. Raj. Look at this bad boy. This is his Niners hat that I made him. Niner front, Ayuk, Trey to the bay on the on the, on the the back, and then uh, Kittle over the middle on the side. That one's for my boy, Dr. Raj. So we got a lot of good stuff in the works. Um, some T-shirts will be made here, here soon on the show. I'm going to start producing uh, more shirts, custom shirts where, you know, you want your name on it. You want uh, your favorite breakouts or maybe the team you drafted. I'll do that on your shirt. We'll do some championship shirts for people that want to make them for their for the leagues. But I'll also be doing a, a thing where you super chat a certain amount on the on the show. I will make your short your shirt live on the show for anybody that super chats. Like we'll set a certain amount so we can identify. You know, so if it's like I don't know forty five dollar whatever. Enough to make it, you know, I got to ship it, make it, do all that, but we'll, we'll make it to where I'll make a custom shirt on the show for you and we'll ma I'll mail it out to you right after the show ends. So we'll do that. Look for that. And, and, you know, if five people order, then we'll just do a shirt making show. Like I'll literally just be making shirts, talking fantasy football with you right here. I've got all the, the equipment here. This is my hat, hat, custom hat press that I do all my hat stuff on. This is another hat. This is a show logo on the front. Um, we've got, uh, we've got, this is a Cowboys hat that I made somebody. So it's got lamb on the side, lamb on the side, logo, Cowboys. So that, that's a pretty dope hat right there. Um, and then let me give you another shout out to the IG people that have followed me real quick on IG. Um, MJ and uh, Grant and... Um, Dylan, I think I said Dylan already, and uh, Will. Appreciate all the follows. It is 4 o'clock my time, uh, 7 o'clock your time if you're Eastern, and I will see you on Tuesday. But I'll probably be live tonight. I'll do a late night live stream. I don't know that we'll mock draft, but I'll do a Q&A, like a midnight live stream most likely. So if you uh, want to show up for that, just keep your notifications on. Punch the thumbs up if you're new. I appreciate all of you. Thank you. Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the underdog fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the underdog fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go.